You're listening to the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast, your source for tips and tricks on building wealth through real estate in Connecticut. You will get the best techniques from leading local experts in real estate and lending. Now, here's your host, Robert Weinberg. Good Saturday to you, everybody. Welcome to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Podcast, along with Rob Weinberg from Benchmark Mortgage. I'm Gary Byron. Hey, buddy. How are you? Good. How you doing, Gary? Good to see you. You as well. I'm hanging in there over here, man. It's it's tough. You know what it's like. How was your week? It's been good, Gary, and I'm really seeing a positive shift in the market, and I wanted to handle and talk about that today, specifically talking to home buyers out there, because yeah. they've been struggling so bad. We've been talking about it for over a year now. It's been like a super sure. strong seller's market. People have been getting frustrated. Um, a lot of people have just bowed out of the whole buying process, but well, now is the time to be in it, as we'll talk about. And there's some huge advantages you can get by doing that and some competitive advantages you can get by working with the right people. So actually brought a special guest on for us today. Well, before we get there, what did you think of the news on Wednesday? Oh, yeah. I mean, everyone knew the Fed was going to raise rates. It wasn't anything yeah. out of the ordinary. It wasn't anything unexpected. It was absolutely priced into the market. For a while now. And at one point, they were even saying they were going to raise rates more. They just did the quarter point. But, you know, it's news now. It's old news. With all, if they continue, as you just suggested, that they will, uh, increasing the interest rates, is there a good chance there that the, the price of the actual home will start to decrease? So it'll I, I balance mean, I itself think out? That's or? what the Fed would like to happen. Yeah. Will that actually happen? I don't think it will to the level they want because of supply and demand imbalances. So maybe some of that will change. But as of right now, it's looking like the housing market's going to remain strong. The Fed wants more money in their pocket than than in your pocket, folks. So, um, yeah. So introduce your guest to us this morning. So today we have a special guest with us. Super excited um, because I know it's a good friend of yours and longtime colleague. Yeah. Mr. Alan Grover of Weikert Realtors. Welcome, Alan. Thanks for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate this. This is an interesting experience for me. Thank you. And Alan, the reason why I wanted to have him on is we talk about how who you work with matters. You got to have expert professionals in your corner. Alan is one of those, which is why I wanted to bring him on and expose him to the audience here. Over 25 years experience locally in real estate, thousands of transactions under his belt that he's either done or been a part of. So the experience is there. He's got a team behind him. We'll talk about that. But no one better than Alan to be coming in here and collaborating with me a little bit yeah. about how home buyers can really get out there and get that advantage to get their offers accepted and buy homes this year. Well, and, and Al's not only a real estate agent. I mean, he's a recruiter and a coach. And for the passion that you have and the experience that you have, Rob, um, and being the expert in your field, I, I would say Al is pretty much your equal in real estate. So uh, you two, what, what, a, what a team that we have here this mm-hmm. morning. Al, what's it like to be a home buyer this year specifically in 2022? Well, that's a <laughs> loaded question. I, I, I think uh, probably the best adjective that I would say would be frustrated. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a really tough market right now, right? We've got uh, we've got a low supply and a high demand. Um, I would not recommend that that stop you from getting into the process and getting getting into the whole process of home buying because, quite frankly, 
everybody buys a home for their own reasons. They don't buy because it's a good time. They buy because their needs and their family are changing. They need the downside. They need the upsides. They need more rooms. They're having another baby. People aren't always moving because of the real estate market. So we need to learn to make things happen, no matter what the market is. I would use the word challenging. That's the word I would use for for buyers in this market. Doesn't mean it's impossible. I mean, there's great opportunities. And if you're not in the market at all, you will miss out on those. So even though it's challenging, you just have to have perseverance. You need to be working with that expert team, realtor, lender, just everyone that is on your wealth team when it comes to the home buying process needs to be experienced, professional, have that wherewithal to persevere, you're not going to probably get an offer accepted on the first go. I mean, that's just the bottom line. You might even not get it uh, accepted on four or five or even 10 offers. That doesn't mean to stop though, because I've had buyers get their dream house on the 15th offer and say, gosh, now I know why those other ones didn't happen. Like they say, everything happens for a reason. It is a seller's market and it will be for as long as we can see So it's not like three months from now, it'll just shift to a buyer's market. Maybe it'll soften up a little bit, but it is a very strong seller's market. Lots of competition, multiple offers. You got to be prepared. You got to be qualified. That's what we want to talk about. Well, as long as we have these supply and demand issues, it'll it'll remain the seller's market. Mm -hmm. I was just talking to somebody about a week or so ago who's... um, moving out of one town in Connecticut into an actually in a in a, a neighboring town and you know he's like oh my goodness I'm overpaying for this house but I also said but you're selling your house it's probably a lateral move because the extra money that you're going to make on your house cuz you'll probably be selling it for a lot more than mm-hmm. what you thought you would you're probably not going to pocket anything it'll just go like I said it'll be a lateral move it'll end up going right into the house that you end up buying so Nothing ventured. That's a dilemma I think every home seller is having is, yeah, I can sell and make a lot, but where am I going to go? If you have a strategy behind that to put you in a different position, it can work, but sometimes you don't and it can stop people, just stifle them from even wanting to list their home. All right. So then what can a home buyer do ahead of time to help their chances of getting an offer accepted? Well, I think uh, the... Two most important things is, first of all, you've got to find the right lender. You've got to get yourself qualified. You got to know how you're going to purchase the property. Okay. If you don't know how financially you are going to purchase the property and you haven't spoke to a lender like Rob here that is experienced and knows how to make things happen, knows how to fit you into the right mortgage program that'll work best for you. And more importantly, be able to adapt to certain conditions where you may need to switch it up in the middle of the transaction to another loan program simply because the house that you are looking for requires something different. I didn't even think of that. Uh, quite frankly, you got you got to be working with the professionals that know mm-hmm. their business, know where and how to find out how to qualify a buyer. Can't tell you how many times I've had a buyer who was speaking with somebody who didn't know what they were doing on the lending side. And we're setting themselves up for failure. And when you have somebody with 22, I think, years of experience, you've got somebody who qualify you and get you taken care of and be prepared to move with the market if if it needs to. And that's what you have here. Yeah, I would agree with Al. You know, getting not only getting a lending relationship in place, but getting it in place early. 
you know, the days of just going in on a Monday, getting pre-approved and going shopping for houses like within a day or two, those days aren't here anymore. You, you really can't do that to get yourself the competitive advantage. And the reason why is because we have a lot of work to do as lenders to vet you, to review your documents, to talk to underwriters if needed, you know, get the credit, the income, the assets like really reviewed, I's dotted and T's crossed. So doing that earlier is going to make it easier if there is work that needs to get done. The second thing I want to say on that end, as far as competitive advantage, what can a buyer do? Get your personal finances in order from the standpoint of put down as much as you can. Don't be skimping around like pinching pennies to get, you know, just closing costs. Because when you put in a uh, an offer with zero down, as Al could tell you, that offer is not going to the top of the pile. So many buyers are contacting me wanting these DPA, down payment assistance. Those offers are not getting accepted right now at all. So you're wasting your time. You're better off putting the effort you put into getting the down payment assistance. Put that effort into getting a second job, making extra money, talking to family about giving you a gift. I've had many transactions turned around just in the last few months by putting more money down. So while we can get you qualified at that three, three and a half percent down, if you can put five or 10, it's going to make your offer a lot, lot better. It's going to make it stand out. Like I said, no, it may take some time and stay the course. And the second part of getting that competitive advantage up front is interviewing different realtors, making sure you're working with a top-notch realtor with a lot of negotiation experience. We all start, you know, newbies. We all start with no experience. I've been there. Al's been there. But in this market, if you're working with someone with no experience or very little mm. experience, you're setting yourself up for a lot more frustration, for failure, and just for a bad scenario mentally, emotionally. Like this process can get draining. So talk to a couple realtors, see who you mesh with, vet them, look at their reviews online, talk to friends, family, people that have used them, reviews, like make sure that this is someone you mesh with. And it's not a five minute conversation. It might be a few conversations over several days. How do they communicate? communicate. What is their track record? How many homes did they sell last year? A lot of realtors won't tell you that, <laughs> but find the ones that will, that are proud of it because it's the normal 80, 20 rule, 80% of the, or it's 20% of the agents do 80% of the business. There's a reason for that. Cause there are people that are better than other people in every industry. Real estate is no different. Well, Al, you want to piggyback on that? Or <laughs> I will, I will agree when it comes to, um, when it comes to real estate, you have to analyze a lot of moving parts. You're talking not only financing, but you're going to, you know, the negotiations, like he's just saying, negotiations, you've got to have somebody who's a tough negotiator, right? Sometimes being tough in negotiations in today's market is actually talking to the buyer into, look, there's going to be multiple offers. You're going to need to put in over asking on this house because they priced it right. It's going to be multiple. It's going to be, sometimes it's that. Other times, it's knowing when a house is maybe a little overpriced, been on the market in a situation where you could come down and actually negotiate. My best deal last year in the COVID market mm -hmm. last year, I negotiated 12 days on the market, $40,000 under the asking price. Wow. That's in this market. So when you're talking about somebody that can identify, mm. um, and I did another one for $20,000 under the asking price. So it's not the only one I did last year. Is that every property? No. There's other properties where we wrote $30,000 over the asking price and didn't get it. 
So everything is wow. circumstantial, and you need to have a real estate agent who knows their business. All right. So, Alan, what strategies are you using for home buyers? And let's say to get their offers noticed and accepted in this crazy market of this year. Yeah. So, great questions. Uh, a lot of little tips. A lot of little strategies. I don't know if I should give them all away, quite <laughs> frankly. But let's give you some. Right. Um, real popular now on a house that's competitive. Escalation clauses. Right. I'm I'm offering you. $300,000. But if you get offered um, higher than that and I get beat, I'm willing to pay up to $320,000. And I will give you, by showing me the highest offer, say you got a 310, I will give you $1,000 over their price, the highest offer that you get. So if, if and, and so you can write an escalation clause in there so that you can offer one price and have it automatically increase based on being outbid. Um, there's also a strategy that I see working is when we're over paying for houses or that's what you see a lot today, people putting in over asking, the question becomes an appraisal issue. Cash is king, doesn't need an appraisal. So that's going to kill you no matter what. But if you have financing and you're worried about overpaying and there's an appraisal, you can offer above appraisal value. So if you offered 330000 for a house, and it appraises at three fifteen, and you offered five grand above the appraised value in case it doesn't appraise. Then your offer goes from three thirty down to three twenty, and you keep the that's deal. That's a great together. one. Wow. That's a great and, one I've and, seen lately. And quite frankly, the sellers are happy with that because the buyer is willing to give above and beyond the appraised. It value. also makes the negotiations cleaner because I've had clients use this strategy just recently. And when the appraisal comes in low, everyone's like, no one's panicking. It's like. Hey, we knew this was going to happen. We had this written in. Buyers paying five thousand over uh, appraised value or whatever the number is, and it's like wham, bam. We get the addendum, new sales price. It it just makes it so much less stressful because this is going to happen. It's going to continue. So uh, to piggyback on what Al said, some things that I'm doing with my buyers as a lender to get their offers accepted is full pre-approval. The day of just running your credit and giving you a pre-approval letter based on what you say you make or what you say you have in the bank, those days are long gone. I get calls every day from listing agents. Hey, I got an offer from Joe Blow, home buyer. Here's their scenario. Here's what they uh, offered. Tell me about them. Have you verified their income, their assets, all this? If I say no, that offer is getting ripped up and thrown in the trash, okay? For over a year and a half now, I have been personally doing full pre-approvals, verifying your income, verifying your assets, verifying and documenting everything, pay stubs, W-2s. If you aren't willing as a home buyer to give those documents to me, then you're not ready to buy a home and you're not going to be able to buy a home because you're going to have to do it later. It's just a lot easier to do up front. Then we can make sure that there are no surprises hidden which a lot of the time it comes up when we review bank statements and income documents. So that's number one is full pre-approval is non-negotiable. Number two, getting underwriting managers involved. So I'm, uh, you know, my company, we're a direct lender. We underwrite in-house on our own. What that means is we have a lot more control. So when there's a questionable scenario, a buyer that maybe isn't where they need to be or has a credit issue, income issue, whatever it may be, I can go to my underwriting manager and say, hey, Here's the situation. Can you look at this file? We can figure out a solution before the problem even comes up. That's huge. Agents love that. Next thing is coordinating more with buyer agents like Al, where we can really sit down as a team and say, hey, here's the buyer we're working with. And as an agent, you know, 
Here is what their credit looks like. Here's the loan programs they qualify for. Here's the potential hurdles that we might have if we're talking about FHA and you say, well, Rob, is there any way they can go conventional? And if the answer is no, then you know the answer is no. We've had that conversation. Other times they'll come, hey, Rob, they want to put an offer on this. Can they do conventional? This is the perfect house, but it won't qualify FHA. Well, if we had the conversation, we don't need to go back and forth. You know where they're at. So that's just a little more coordination, a little more communication, making custom pre-approval letters. I never used to do it. Now I'm doing it a lot more where mm. the agent will say, Rob, they're putting an offer on 123 Main Street in Newington. I need an offer letter specific for that property. Here's the price they're putting an offer on and I'll do the custom pre-approval letter. And then to piggyback on that, and this is my secret sauce, is contacting the listing agent on behalf of my buyers to vet them, to say, hey, I've been working with Gary for the last six <laughs> months. He came to me. I've got all his documents. His credit's excellent. He's got plenty of money in reserve. He's got excellent income, low debt ratio. I've got a full automated underwriting approval. This is a great buyer for your home. And here's a little about me. If they want to vet me, they can look me up. And I've had so many buyers get their offers accepted, wow. taking these approaches. So it's not just on the realtor end, but you see now working with the right lender with experience, we pull out all the stops to make sure your offer goes to the top. You said cash is king. I mean, how many people are really buying a house nowadays in cash? That I mean, that's a lot. Really? You'd, yes. You'd be surprised. You'd heck? be surprised. I actually had um, I had a buyer was ready to write an offer on uh, a condo in Rocky Hill. Mm -hmm. And it turns out um, that I listed a property, a condo in Newington. And I said, before you write this offer, <laughs> let me let me go. Uh, let me go over here and show you this other condo. And I ended up selling him my listing. It was a better condo for him. He would never have gotten the other condo I found out because a month later I listed another unit there mm -hmm. in Rocky Hill and there were multiple cash offers on it. So the same condo complex, multiple cash offers on it. So yeah, there's a lot of cash out there. And, and he was a 20% conventional buyer, great buyer, good money down, but he wouldn't have got it because you're not going to beat those cash offers. But as far as where the cash is coming from, it's people selling their homes you know, making a lot of money on number one. Number two is the market. The stock market up until recently has been at all-time highs. Right, right, so right. people have money in the market they've been taking out using to buy real estate. Folks, you're listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast, along with Rob Weinberg. I'm Gary Byron. Our guest this morning is Alan Grover from Weikert Realtors on the Silasine Highway in Weathersfield. You can reach Al very easily. Alan Grover at Weikert.com. By the way, Weikert is spelled W E I. C-H-E-R-T. So it's Alan Grover at Weikert.com. Uh, and you can also find them uh, online at agrover.thezabretskygroup.com. Um, Alan, here's another question for you. Are, are there advantages or disadvantages to certain mortgages when it comes to getting offers accepted for a buyer? Well, yes. Uh, I would say number one is your high down payment conventional mortgage is going to give you your best option right below cash, mm -hmm. right? So doing uh, the more down you have, the better, right? 20% down is considered uh, the, the majority of, of your uh, high down payment, mm -hmm. but there is even higher than that. You know, we were talking earlier about a 40% down. Mm -hmm. um, a person wrote an offer, 40% down. Think about that. You're selling your home. Somebody offers you 40% for a down payment. You're going to have less issues for qualifying that buyer you're going to have less issues for getting the house um appraised for mm -hmm. so the 
the reality is, is the, the larger the down payment and a conventional mortgage are the best. Um, doing FHA or government loan programs requires that the house be in certain conditions. So when that happens, the, 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 the property has to be pretty good. I mean, there could be, if there's any chipping, peeling paints or any broken windows or any handrails on three or more steps that are missing, things of that nature would have to be taken care of in order for the loan to go through. Now, there are ways to solve that with financing as well, um, where the seller wouldn't have to take care of that. But but the reality is, is those add a little bit more of an issue and are not usually as attractive. You know, I, I here's a follow-up question, and I'm just thinking, if someone is thinking of buying this year, sometime this year, even if it's a little bit later on in the year, um <sighs> Are there specific questions or what questions should they be asking to find the right real estate professional to help them through this process? I mean, you're both real estate professionals. Well, you're a real estate agent and you're, you're handling mortgages, Rob, but you're, you're both kind of tied to the same industry. What are the questions, though, that you like to hear or maybe you're not hearing enough of that they should be asking? Well, yeah, most most buyers will latch on to the first real estate agent that gives them anything of value. Right. Over 70% of the people will work with me just from the first meeting because I give them something of value. But yeah. the reality, what they should be asking me is uh, they should be asking me interview questions. They literally should try to find out, do I know my business? Do I know how and where to find properties? Yeah. Right. Do I know how to make things happen? Right. And, and, and that, that's a pretty vague statement because a lot of things can happen in a mm -hmm. transaction. And are you able to get around it? Do you have the lenders that know how to get the job done? Do you have the home inspectors that know how to take a good look at the property to make sure you're not biting, buying a nightmare? So there's a lot of things that are going into play here that are important. And they should be asking me questions, like you said. And most don't. They'll Let me tell you a couple that I coach my buyers to ask their realtors. Because mm -hmm. most of my clients come to me before they've even found a realtor. So they found me knowing, hey, I want to buy a home. And the realtor is the second step. So I coach and train them the things to be asking. Number one, are you full-time? There's a, so many agents that are not full-time. Who do you want handling your biggest transaction? Mm -hmm. So that's number one. Number two, how long have you been a realtor? Nothing wrong with being new, but if they have less than a couple years experience, you might want to just look at other options, look at other potential uh, partnerships, right? Just to make sure you have the best person handling your needs. Number two or number three actually would be referrals. Do you have referrals? <laughs> Where are your reviews? Where can I vet you? If a realtor has no reviews, no Zillow, no Google, no no nothing, well then who are they? Yeah. Well, what can they show for? So put their name into Google. Even if they have five, 10, 15 reviews, just see, are they good? Are they bad? Where are they at? That's going to help you gain confidence. Next one is, do you work with a team? So there's some realtors that try to be a jack of all trades. Those usually aren't very successful because there's so many moving parts in the business. You want a realtor that has a team behind them to help with marketing, to help with transaction coordination, contracts, things like that, phot uh, photography and whatnot. 
Find a realtor that's got that backing. Maybe you find one that's only been in the business a couple years, but they've got a team behind them that's been here 20, 30 years. That's phenomenal. That's really what you want is to have that team to back it up. Also, if you can't reach the realtor, you know there's other people helping out. You know there's other people that you can contact. And the last thing that I'll say as far as questions that you can use to vet a realtor right now is what are some things that you're doing as an agent to help your buyers get their offers accepted? Of course, we've talked about them on this show, right. but you need to ask the realtor that you're discussing. Okay, with. so then to that point, I'm going to direct this to Alan because I, I, it, it's so relevant to what you just uh, stated, Rob. Alan, talk about what makes you and your team, for that matter, different from all of the other realtors or, or real estate companies uh, that are out there. I mean, what distinguishes you and Weikert from your competitors, if you will? Well, I think... You know, it's it's the experience, obviously, 25 years being the business, I've sold a few And houses. you are full-time. And I'm full-time. <laughs> I'm a full-time career professional, absolutely. Um, I, and I train a lot of part-time agents. So I, I know how to make that work, too, because we have the right team, like you said. We have a transaction coordinator. We have a listing coordinator. Um, so we actually have teams that actually help us monitor every transaction, bring it to close. Um, but the most important thing is you got to have a tough negotiator. Somebody that knows how to write a contract that can close, but more importantly, knows how, how to actually manage the transaction so that it actually does close, right? Somebody that understands real estate laws, principles, and practices oh, is a full-time career professional, like I said, and, and backs their work with a written guarantee. That's what we give you. And that's and, and you just don't find that everywhere. But you'll find it if you're asking these interview questions. He, he's making great points. Um, the, the person that you're talking to, you want to find out how are they negotiating, right? What do you recommend? And are they ask? is the realtor asking you enough questions, right? Let's, we got to find out what it is you're trying to do, why you're doing it, what's your motivation. Um, and, and I've got to always represent your interest in negotiations. So I can give you stories. I won't. won't, won't <laughs> I'm running out of time. But, but you know, yeah, that's the key is find, asking, does the realtor ask enough questions? Rob, you want to? Can you add to that? Just yeah, really for about I, a minute. <laughs> I would agree. I mean, you know, every realtor is different, and you gotta find gotta find the one right one that you mesh with. So I want to piggyback on a couple of things on that. Number one would be as far as I go as a lender, the experience, the reviews, the reputation is there. When a listing agent gets my stuff, they can look me up and know who you're dealing with. So that's sure. huge. Yeah. That speaks for itself. But I'll just tell you real quick. The one story I want to say is a client of mine that put in about 10 offers with a very inexperienced agent mm. and they couldn't get their offer accepted. They were, he was putting their head against the wall. Next thing you know, they switch agents, had me as their lender. First offer gets accepted <laughs> with this new agent. This guy had been doing it 20 years, great reputation, reviews, the whole team, everything we're talking about. So it shows you who you work with matters. Don't be afraid to get on a different horse in the same race. Nice. And, and I'll say when you have somebody with that many years experience, Sometimes I've been approached where there's been multiple offers and mine was close, but wasn't the highest. And I was approached back and said, Hey, if your client's willing to do this and match the highest offer, we'd rather work with you because we wow. know you're ready. There's you a lot to be there said. And I got to be honest with you. That mm -hmm. is something that I can't, I, I can't always guarantee. Obviously you, you two make a great team. I want to give you some uh, points of contact here. Alan Grover, Weikert Realtors, Zubretsky group on the Silasine highway in Weathersfield. You can contact Alan Grover very easily. Email him at Alan Grover. That's A L L E N Grover at Weikert.com. Weikert is 
W-E-I-C-H-E-R-T.com. Uh, also online at uh, agrover.thezubretskygroup.com. Um, and you can call him, too. Uh, you can call him at 860-922-6988. Again, that's 860-922-6988. Rob Weinberg's very easy as well uh, at www.connecticutmortgagelending.com. Again, connecticutmortgagelending.com. That's online. As well as emailing him at Mortgage Matters Radio Show at gmail.com. Again, Mortgage Matters Radio Show at gmail.com. And if you want to make an appointment with Rob Weinberg, can't say I'd blame you. Make an appointment with both of them, for, for that matter. 860 413 3938. Again, 860 413 3938. I want to thank our guest, Alan Grover from Weikert. Thank you. Uh, absolutely. For Rob Weinberg. I'm Gary Byron. Thank you so much for listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge podcast. Until next Saturday, have a good one, everybody. So long. Thanks for listening. If you have questions about the information we've covered or would like to discuss mortgage financing for your situation, you can reach Robert Weinberg by visiting www.robgw.com.